standard house lights. Thanks team for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change, Backstage Conversations. How do you feel about that series of questions we had on stage? These are good questions and I'm more relaxed right now. <laughs> but I love those questions. It gives me a good reflex of it's more vivid right now hmm. as compared to any questions we're going to like we have questions ourselves before. And right now it's, it's a different state of mind I'm having. Yeah. which is good it's a better one yeah 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 and i think that's part mm -hmm. of part of the power of events as well right you have the onstage part and the preparations for that but then you have the backstage or the offstage element right after yeah. that as well right i think the balance between the two gives a very peculiar dynamic to events right it's the performance yeah, like, to is. use your metaphor of holding the medals it's everything that leads up to <laughs> holding the medal to then holding the medal right and the f and what yeah. happens after that yeah the sense of achievement yeah i'm um i'm delighted by you know the outcome of of the mastermind last year and you know the book that now allows us to ask all these questions about these conversations how how was that process for you how have you enjoyed the um the making of i enjoyed the making of the books actually um but Obviously, the, the the training that we had with you and Paul, it was great. But the hot seat and the experiences were valuable, actually. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I have to commend Bring you. a lot of value. Yeah. yeah. And Janet, we also always have to commend you because you are one of the pioneers in the Asia-Pacific region in this. And... In the time zone that you are, you know, it seems like jet lag or time and timing are, you're completely, um, it doesn't affect your horizon, right? <laughs> I think it doesn't because we are event planner and if we have to take out a job, we also have to work very late. So it's part and parcel of, yeah, of the work, yeah. But if we're learning more, it's even better, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> If you look back at, at, at the experience of, <clears throat> let's say, first touching base in, um, I remember when we first met in, uh, at IMAX in Frankfurt. Uh, yeah, I get crash. <laughs> <laughs> you get crashed our course there, right? Because uh, All right. we ran out I, of I seats. Flew but, so, but I remember you flying <laughs> I flew in so from... so many hours. <laughs> yeah, you flew so many hours and you were saying... I came all the way to Frankfurt to join this program and now it's you know, it's fully booked. I didn't get a seat, but would you, I just, you know, you, you were so persistent. I love that. Um, if you look at your journey, how does that, how does that look looking back? It was uh, an amazing journey. It was never, I, I'm with a corporate, uh, I run events for the company, but I'm never on my own as entrepreneur, but because of a Frankfurt trip, I actually came out and I run my own event company, my travel agency. Yeah. So it was a pivotal moment after the level that the level one. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Hmm. 
So what, what was missing before for you not to take that leap of faith or what, what made you kind of take? I think that what was missing is that square and the journey. I mean, our event canvas, I think that, that, that was missing before. Even right. <laughs> Almost like a compass, a compass to, to, yes, to the correct. Yeah. yeah. And the context of the, um, event canvas actually helps in many decision in many business designing in many conversations in many you know many time of 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 the project so i i really love that that part of it yeah now you haven't come across it do you remember where you first saw it or where you first came across it it was in frankfurt um, before Frankfurt, I was doing some Google. Then I decided to get crash, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I, I think I give you a very yeah significant stories, right? The only one who get crash after so many hours of like. <laughs> How could we say no to such a great you know perspective? Uh, a long travel to to join our program, which was fully booked, but you know you we we wholeheartedly welcomed you. Um, and straight after that, we had Amsterdam, right? And then we have online because of COVID. Yeah, so that was a journey. That was, a, yes. yeah, that was a pivotal moment too, you know? Yeah. Well, for us too. I mean, the ability to spend time with people that really care about this and, and you know, challenge us in our thinking and improve uh, how it's being used and how it's tried and tested across the planet. I think that's yeah. super, super valuable to us. Yeah. Um, if you look at at, um, I mean, you're now geeky about this thing and, and, and you are, you know, using it with your clients. Have you also had some opposing reactions where people have no idea what it is you're talking about or where Definitely, definitely. When they look at that square box, <laughs> so, until it's translated, uh, until the participations comes into picture, yeah. So, but it was um, good feedback, and uh, it was a good experience because they know there is many different uh, perspective they have to work on. Yeah after they have experienced the, the event canvas, yeah. And have you changed the way in which you use it over time? I mean, has it, has, has it changed how you maybe brought it into your business or how you expose clients to it or decide not to expose them to it or at what point? Anything different? From I, I, I've experienced that. Um, I'll bring in the... Uh, entering behavior and the exiting behavior, just part of the warm-up, right? Just to start the conversations. And I leave their participations into the rest of the other quadrants, yeah. Not, not at one chunk, yeah. They're gonna find it very foreign, yeah, for a start. Yeah. yeah. So and, and I like that stakeholders and the overarching aims that, that is something that I could start the conversation. Yeah. yeah. And they know there is many more to the hill, you know? Yeah. 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 Hmm. So um, 
if you look at your, you know, we spoke about your horizon of change before. We have the upcoming EDC Mastermind that's happening uh, starting in November. We're going to be talking about trust a lot, right? Trust, trustworthiness, uh, trusting. How has that played a role in what you do today? I think it uh, sculpted me to be a better conversationalist. Like I can bring better conversation when I have more trust. They have more trust in me. Yeah. So I, I experienced that actually. And hmm. when you're, when you're, um, I mean, conversationalist is a really interesting word, right? Because it's <laughs> the art of having a conversation or uh, making the topic of the conversation the thing that you really want to talk about requires that you identify common care, right? You need to have something that you really care about. Empathize. Yeah. Yeah. Like empathize from two ends, but also empathize. Yeah. the ability to identify with the thing that they really care about. Um, yeah um, yeah I think that's 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 part of what has carried through um, with the mastermind community as well right when yes I think it's like a mantra right <laughs> yeah you do, and you don't know what the next topic will be right so the topic of trust you know for this 2021 edition uh, really appeared only in the course of this summer for us um, as, as the topic to address by listening to, you know, the applications we got for the mastermind um, yeah. and to read in between the lines, right? So yes, having good conversations. Yes, being able to design for change. Yes, understanding the difference between wants and needs. Um, the idea of horizons of change and what does it take to have a good conversation? But very often it is um, the ability to trust in where it leads you. Yeah, and I think when I experienced the uh, when I when I experienced the um, part where the clients re re reflected back our conversations, mm -hmm. that's where I know I I have really on the right track. Yeah, because they repeat what we have conversed. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and they want to reach the same path like what we have discussed, you know. Yeah. So when yeah. when that feedback come back to me, that's where I know it's time to move to another uh, level. That means it's a pivot time. Yeah. So it's you just have to be mindful over that every every steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how I yeah experience it. <laughs> Kind well, of like slow down my shift and grabs it mm -hmm. and confirm it and level it up. Yeah, every time. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I think on a previous podcast, somebody mentioned mm -hmm. how, you know, online and how online conversations are also feel a little bit different sometimes with people you don't know. Um, yeah because sometimes the the ability to just have you know a pause to think or you know technology doesn't give us a lot of space to leave gaps right huh, absolutely it's very sequential <laughs> especially in audio right you have to talk one after yes. the other um, yeah but also there's very little space to just 
leave space. And I think, you know, yes. I, I was triggered yeah. by what you said in the onstage part where you're designing for, you know, 3D perspectives, for the outlook, for the views and all of that. And then now we're hit by a situation where all of our views, you know, all of our horizons have become kind of glaring screens, you know, that are flat. Uh, we cannot yeah. look through the screen, although, you know, technically um, you see some kind of 3D environment behind the person. Um, but everything has become kind of flat, right? The digital world is flattened out how we look at each other <laughs> sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to add on to that, um, why I put another milestone for myself as producer for this time, because I get involved to design the, mm, the feelings and the state of mind, how to look into it the conversations of an events or the participation of events comes in virtual. And every moment there is a change of screens, you know, change of environment that bring the whole on air without a space in between. Yeah. But when we are running an event, there is always a space, but not in a virtual event. And to bring the clients into that perspective, they appreciate the work even more mm. because they know there is no space and you are building a story and every scene is, is actually glued onto the next one and is very competitive and is very um, evolving and is very... Um, valuable at the, at the end of the day to their organizations, to their events, to their brand, to him, you know, because it's like running a movie. So I think we the events has evolved into a production work for mm. many. Mm. And this is where it comes in as an additional trusted advisor in productions. Yeah. So I probably want to touch on that because I think every event owners right now are somehow a producer as well. <laughs> so what kind of different skill set does that require besides the creation of the narrative? Because production almost implies the delivery of the narrative, or? It's still the storyline, it's still the design, it's still the, the design in mind. Um, it has to be very vivid before you lay out the whole horizon and perspective, yeah. Because the perspective changed too, you know, during the on-air, the live event, mm -hmm. the solutions for any hiccups, yeah. It's the same as the the um, the, the events in a normal venue, but I think we are adding all the flat with the 3D. Mm -hmm. So it comes in digital, it comes in involvement, it comes in a lot of... Uh, agreement with the event owners is that what they want to achieve is that what they want to see in the 3d dimension even though it's in just a box you know yeah, yeah. so i find it very interesting and it's, it's a good challenge and it's also a good time to build trust uh, yeah in, in 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 that context yeah. so do you think um or have you seen events evolve in an event owners evolve in that thinking and in that doing in the last year yes. and a half, the last two years? 
I think they enjoy the participation because conventionally the event owner is supposed to be the person who audit and um, judging the event, mm -hmm. but because it's virtual and because it, it, it needs to be layered by the uh, by the productions, so they will somehow feel the involvement. Mm. So I think that when the involvement is there, the value is there. It starts to build value, which I think this is a good time to bring more um, um, interactions with the, the decision maker because you could actually break the ice more than conventional events. Yeah, because conventional events, you always have a gatekeeper, yeah, you, you don't speak to them on how they be seen on screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I'm, I'm I'm explaining, I mean, more here is more like, because it's uh, virtual for many events um, that we, are, we have been doing for the past year, uh, or partially hybrids, but that mm -hmm. actually adds more value and it adds more, um, it, it adds more mileage, yeah for us and the event owners and the decision makers. And we actually open up the door, they open up the door so we could actually go to them directly as compared to before where you have to go through the gatekeepers and all that, yeah. So the relationship changes because you're spending, you have more proximity almost to the to the ultimate decision yes. owners, yeah, or the people that are, because they're concerned about how they, not just how the event functions, but also how they're going to function on in the events, I guess, right? So it's a yes, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that I mean, thinking of that also during the COVID time that we're in right now, right? So maybe some of our listeners might be listening to this way after the you know period that we know as the COVID period now in 2021, um, <laughs> and then everybody might have built that digital dexterity. Um, you know, yeah, I might have much more experience with it, but building yeah, it is, I have is something a, that was now, I mean, it's been very compressed in time, right? Yes. And um, there was one incident. We have an event on virtual with 23 countries, almost about 300 people from the top senior management of a medical company hmm. from all over the world, from different continents. And um, I have the CEOs and uh, the really top-notch team that stay backstage because they have to be in the backstage, right? Mm. And because we are we are showcasing, mm. they stay back and then they express their uh, gratitude. They're happy with everything, and that never happens in a normal event before COVID, right? They are VIPs. They don't stay back and and give you. But because it's on virtual, they stay back. You know, and they feel that good. That feels because, like the the space yeah. you're you're occupying with those people is much more uh, close, right? It's much more uh, intimate. Almost, it's, it's, right? Yeah, it's like face face to face. You know. Yeah. Is yeah, and then they are in backstage. They're waiting, and then they they waited because they. They see there is a different, different. Um, um, I would say victory they have done, um, even though they could not travel to one same destinations together, the few hundreds of them. But yeah, so they, they feel the achieve the achievement, like the medals part of it. Yeah, so it is it, really amazing. Yeah, I I look at how you could build trust at this time.
I think that's super powerful. The way you're micro-segmenting the time and timing of being able to spend time with the event owners and what the trust moments yeah. are, right? It's like, you have, you know, events are pivotal mm. moments, but there's also pivotal moments in trust maybe where, you know, you gain it or you tarnish it or you have to recover it or, you know, you can almost sense the, the trust level over time yeah. and where the moments, the opportunity moments are to, to recover. Um, yeah. And it also reminds me of, of like this idea of proximity where, you know, like with, with audio, you can have proximity to a microphone, you know, and get very close or very mm -hmm. far. But in video, yeah. that's much more difficult in the 2D world, right? Uh, yes. But it's yes. also your, your, your um, it's not your enemy, but it's your friend, I think. The fact that it is very linear, it's on or off, right? Yeah, like video it is. Can, is, can either be on or off. There's no in between. Well, you can fade in and out, but that doesn't happen very often, right? Um, yeah. But it's very absolute, right? So I think that that has a lot of power in it as well. So when it's there, it's yeah. there. You know, I feel I, I've I've been in events as as a speaker, for instance, and you know, you can be in green rooms yeah. that are very lively and people are connecting and having a fantastic time before the event actually yeah. goes live because everybody's yeah. relaxed and the atmosphere is nice and it's well built. Exactly. Or yeah. it can be a green room of extreme tension where nobody talks and everybody's just <laughs> waiting for the suspense moment of, right? But the difference between the two is very small, right? Yeah. But the impact of it is very big. Yes. Right? And exactly. I think that's what you were describing. Yeah. Like, if you have these people backstage right. and they're either just ready to perform or they get off the stage after they perform, they can sometimes yeah. build two different levels of trust in you right yeah the event is the and conduit of trust where they see that stand and deliver worked and they looked good and they trusted you to make you look good and as a result yeah they are now holding the medal with you right yeah <laughs> i love that picture yeah, it, it, I, I think i cannot unsee that janet and and i think the same goes for people listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the conventional uh events people from a different level especially the the, uh, the top level they are just making it sure that there is no hiccups but in this time when we have a backstage and on stage kind of experience we create a concierge like uh, a resting room for them to mingle out uh, to actually speak to each other and we kind of guide them through and then just like align them into the square I think all that adds a lot of value mm. and that is very empathy. I mean, uh, I mean, we empathize on how they actually should look like. I mean, should look on this live screen. Yeah. So they actually appreciate that a lot, I would say. Yeah. It all ties back to where we started, right? So who deserves the best view of your event? I mean, <laughs> you, you put <laughs> the people into the view, right? So you determine which part of the view they get. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 quite a powerful um, role. It's a powerful role, right? <laughs> it's also a big responsibility, I think, right? So if you to get um, it right or wrong, you're not just invited to hold the medal for any reason, right? There has to be a justification yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, your your approach today in our conversation, Janet, has I think given me and our listeners the insight of you know the charted path, also changed events and these micro moments of trust that are there just before switching on or switching off yeah and, uh, 
and, I, and uh, to me that's a real epiphany of this conversation uh, that i've never really <laughs> thought about I, I may have experienced it but you're the first person that kind of puts it into words and i yeah. think you've really hit something very significant there yeah i really uh, enjoy and i really um, appreciate that moments because it's very valuable and i hope for those who are listening and they could relate to what I'm trying to say here because that is like a mileage. It's a, it's a really good mileage for an event designer. Yeah, the, the, the trusted, to become a trusted uh, event designer. Yeah. It's a continuous evolution, right? It's a, it's, mm -hmm. it's a never ending mountain, uh, but it's so much fun <laughs> to climb, right? I think, I think that's what- uh, Yes. Well, Janet, thank you so much. I know that it's getting very late in Penang in, in Malaysia. Um, uh, it is the Friday afternoon, Friday late evening for you. Um, thank you for... Um, I love to contribute. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's we an love, honor. We love hanging out on stage uh, and, and backstage with you. Um, mm -hmm. We look forward to seeing you at the EDC Mastermind uh, this upcoming November and uh, sharing again how, you know, the... The thinking of the team together can build that trust yeah. even further. So thank you for your time today. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you very much. You. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget, it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.